Hello, everyone, and welcome to Radical Choices, Episode 3. Now, today, I want to talk about radically moving on from perfectionism. All right, so this is something that has been on my heart for a while, is this idea of being perfect and how we can allow that to truly run our lives. Now, the beauty, I'm going to talk about the the beauty of perfectionism, right? Is that in a way, we're always trying because there's no, there's no, person that is perfect. There are, you know, maybe things that were like, oh my goodness, that's perfect. Or this is great. It's this idea of like, you've reached the ceiling of amazingness and there's just nowhere else you can go. And, and it's so funny how we can see that in a circumstance or in a, in another person, but it can be so hard to acknowledge that within ourselves right? It's like, I don't think that in any scenario have I ever been like, you know what? I'm super perfect, (laughs) right? Like, it's just a non-starter, right? But in a way, it is a starter. And I want to actually talk about the role of perfectionism and how it could actually motivate. Because I think there's a reason why we use it, right? There's a reason why there is this model that like nobody can actually articulate. And when we say it, we're like, well, that's actually like impossible, because it is. And so I think I want to really question perfectionism because it's been something that in my own life has run me ragged. It really, really has. And I think, you know, as I'm reflecting on behaviors and myself that just don't do it for me anymore, perfectionism is at the top of that list. And the more that I actually get to know myself, the more that I actually realized that the beauty is in my imperfection. I'm going to give you an example. So I have been, you know, struggling, oh my goodness, so much with my whole life with, with my, my body and really just not seeing it as perfect. And I realized that this has been it's been huge and I know where it comes from. You know, I grew up in a family where no one was ever like, I got it going on, right? Like there was always like someone be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And it's like, I know I need to lose 10 pounds or, oh my God, thank you. I'm just having a good week. Like my skin's been nuts. Like there's never been a situation where I can think about a certain family member and they're accepting a compliment that I give them. There's always this like, no, no, no. And it's actually something that friends have noted in me. They're just like, Alisa, like you just don't take it. And it is really because largely I have not believed it because I am trying to compare myself to perfectionism and it is a waste of my time. So I want us to question perfectionism because it really is internalized shame. Like, let's just, let's just spell it out. Perfectionism is internalized shame because this idea that I need to reach or do or achieve something external to myself in order to validate myself is actually nuts. Like if you think about it, it's like with my body, when I was talking about, you know, how I view my body, this led me to 
herniated herniating a disc in my back because I was doing like too much. Can you imagine yoga and um, running so much? And this had really gotten me to a place where I was just so inconsistent with even my workouts and my exercise, or I was being, or I was running my body too much that it led to burnout. It led to, you know, pendulum swinging around how I uh, take care of my body. And it hasn't been until I have just let myself be, which I know is hard for some of us. And believe me, it's a daily struggle for me. How do I just be that I'm actually being consistent with how I honor and take care of my body? So it wasn't until I detached myself from this idea of perfectionism and what I should be doing, because we should all over ourselves all the time, that I was actually able to get my body to a place that I actually feel super proud of. Super proud. Now, I'm not the skinniest I've ever been. My skin is not a thousand percent. Like sometimes I experience energy loss, but for the most part, I have detached from this idea of what should be happening and I've started to radically accept what I am and super appreciate it. And I'm holding myself differently. So I want us to really think about those areas of our life where we might be trying so hard towards perfectionism and maybe that once served you, right? Like for so many things, like in my career, when I think about where I got with perfectionism, I got far, I guess. Um, there was a sense of, you know, me filling in and overcompensating and all of that and achieving and, you know, the world, let me just tell you, this is not something that was just like, yeah, you know, I woke up and I just decided to be perfect, right? Like the world teaches us that this is how you are happy. That if these certain conditions in your life are met, that you're going to be happy right? And isn't that just like the, the only thing we want? We just want to be happy. Like that is such a, that is such a goal that we achieve that even that is externalized. Even that is an idea of perfection. If you think about it, right? Because what, what have we been taught that happiness is, right? It's like, oh my God, happy, you know, I'll be so happy when I blah, 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 right? Happiness is a hike, Happiness is, you know, the song, you know, your favorite song hitting the radio. Happiness is a state of being. Happiness is, you know, my wood floors that I'm looking at right now. Like there are so many opportunities to be happy that we don't have to work so hard for them. And I know that this sounds very radical. And here I am giving you some radical choices, but I want you to really consider what are those areas of your life where you are working towards an outcome and think that that outcome is going to actually make you happy. When in reality, the pursuit of that outcome is draining you of all of the energy that you have to actually look around and be happy. And I, I actually had someone recently share this with me that happiness is more in your reach than you think. And to be honest, it was at a time where it was like a career coach and I was experiencing some tough times at work. And I actually resented it when I first heard it because that's what happens when you get so exhausted and jaded in your pursuit towards perfection that you start getting annoying when annoyed when people start giving you those simple lessons. Like you're like, hold on, that's too simple. 
my brain is too complex right now. I have built this algorithm that X plus X equals perfection and happiness. And then they come in with the real, they like, you know, put the little paper across the table and you look at it and you just see something real simple. And it says, actually, happiness is more in your reach than you think. And you resent it because it's true. So I want you to think about those opportunities that you have right now in your life outside of whatever you're trying to pursue to achieve happiness. All right. And I want you to think, and I don't even want to actually, the achieve is not even a word that I want to use, but to access joy. All right. To access happiness. Where is there an opportunity to do that? And for me, I started doing that and it's been really, really transformative to recognize that I don't actually have to do anything to achieve the things that I want out of life. I know that sounds nuts. Yes, of course I have to show up, but I don't have to work so hard. I just have to respond to those things that give me joy. And I have to respond to the, to the motivations in the areas where I know I have something to give. And this has been so amazing for me to recognize that I no longer have to paw or, you know, or try to pull the carrot that is constantly being pulled up higher and higher and higher by perfectionism and by this lie that we tell ourselves that there is something external to ourselves to make us happy. And now I feel like I'm yelling because I'm just so enthused about this because this is something that I see so many of my friends and my family and people around me and namely myself struggling with is this idea that I don't have to follow this rule book in order to be happy that in fact it's at my fingertips. Now listen, I don't want to discount the fact that I have incredible privilege in my life. I am employed I have access to mental health experts and advisors and a good community and whatever. So I also recognize that there are circumstances that are literally draining people, that are literally disenfranchising people, that are literally, you know, shifting and, and creating systems of oppression that affect people. So I do not want us to convolute the idea that there are certain circumstances that will take away from our joy and our happiness. But I, what I want us to think about is the fact of where we have power in our lives, because we do, because guess what? We have access to the outdoors, some of us, and we have access to relationships, and we have access to knowledge, and so many things that can actually help us dive in versus externalizing and looking out for things that will make us happy. And you know, perfectionism, again, is a lie. And I think that it's something that also keeps us at bay from delving deeper into relationships because the, 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 the thing that will confront shame and will turn it around is vulnerability. It's sharing it with somebody. Now, how many of us have had, and I've had this experience so many times where I did something wrong. I'm going to tell you about something real funny because I'm literally looking at it right now. Huge area of shame for me, sharing it publicly, you're welcome. I moved into an apartment where the fireplace did not work. And I'm shocked because I live in Noe Valley in San Francisco where it's very frigid. So I don't even know how the people before me 
lived and subsided in this place uh, with how cold it was. And so my landlord came and was just like, I'm so sorry, Elisa. It looks like this is something that PG&E is going to have to work on. You're going to have to call them and have them come. And he said, now, I will recommend to you that they will come quicker if you say that you smell a gas leak. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And he was just like, yeah, just like let them know. He's like, they'll come real quick. Cool. All right. I thought, no, you know what? I'm actually going to be super honest because that's my modus operandi. I am, you know, I'm all about karma. Believe me. Like, I know that we make mistakes, but I'm also wanting to like live my best life and like, you know, make sure I'm sowing good things into the universe. So I call PG&E and, you know, they're like, we're going along and, you know, they say, is there anything else that we need to know? And I said, well, you know, there might just be like a light, you know, smell of gas. (laughs) And the conversation took a very dynamic turn because they were like, oh my goodness, ma'am. Like we were going to send someone out right away. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I think I'm wrong. It might've been something else. I'm kind of, I'm feeling really silly, please. And they're like, I'm sorry, you can't unring this bell. Like we have to actually get someone there immediately. And they were like, please leave your house. I mean, it was like crazy. And I just realized like, I, in that situation was operating so outside of myself. And there are so many reasons why I did that to get the end that I needed, but I was really fooling myself and I was really working against myself because I was relying on external factors to try to get something that I wanted. And I think that that's why perfectionism is so alluring is because we look at something that we want or that we want to achieve. And we think that the only way to get there is to work outside of ourselves. All right. And, you know, in the situation I gave, I honestly, you know, perfectionism would have been happiness would have been a working fireplace, but it also meant that potentially I was delaying someone else who actually had a gas leak from getting it. So of course I can't put that on myself. All I could say is that I really ate the circumstances of a situation because I was trying to operate outside of myself and trying to drive towards happiness versus just allowing things to manifest as they would, because I didn't even know when PG&E would have come. It could have been the next day. It didn't need to come that hour. But how many times have we tried to overwork something or do something and we end up hurting ourselves or dishonoring ourselves or betraying ourselves. And it just doesn't work out in our favor. And so I want us to really think about how we can confront that. Again, I just gave you a situation where I was (laughs) vulnerable with you and I had to share that shame because it was a shame that I held a very long time because I lied. Right. And so the beautiful part of starting to work on your perfectionism, I think is declaring that you have it, right? Because we can't fix something that we're not aware of. And similar to me digging the bell of that uh, PG&E alert, being aware of something dings the alert of a radical change that needs to be made in our life. Because most of us, and I would say most of us, if we're not abusing drugs or alcohol or buffering or distracting ourselves too much, when we recognize that there's a problem, we have to fix it. And that's just like, you know, if you're listening to this podcast for the most part, you're probably somebody that wants to live their best life and, you know, is focused on growth. 
And so recognizing where, and I would say actually that's even it's an even better first step. Where is perfectionism not serving you and where is it actually hurting you? All right. So that's like really the first step. And for me, I started realizing that I, my body was given out. Um, I was experiencing phantom pains. I was making really bad choices because if you're making choices from a fixed or a scarcity mindset, you're not operating in the full creative extent of yourself. Instead, you're operating in such a low energy state that anything you do has to happen by brute force. And so I think if you're trying to figure out, Elisa, like where do am I experiencing perfectionism and where is it no longer serving me? Look at the places where you are feeling the most depleted. I promise you there is perfectionism at play there, right? And it could be around a relationship, right? Like why is this so exhausting? And it's like, what? Where is perfectionism trying to play there? Do you have perfectionism around what your relationship is supposed to look like? Or for me in my, you know, past relationship, I realized I was trying to show up as a perfect version of myself, which is one exhausting. Oh my goodness. Not only exhausting to me, but it doesn't help anything either. Instead, it it actually creates more disconnection because I'm not true to myself. And I think that is the that is the circumstance of perfectionism is that you're actually split from who you are because in a way you're at war with yourself. If I have shame and if I believe that I have to get external validation to tell me that I'm okay, I'm at war with myself. There is self-hate going on there somewhere. So looking at, again, those places that deplete you, again, whether it's a relationship that's not working out and you're exhausted or you're at work trying to make something work and it's just not there. It might mean that you're telling yourself a story of how something should be. When in reality, you need to accept the fact that that approach is not working. And I think in addition to recognizing how it's not serving you, recognizing where it is, you really need to focus on what do you want? And I say this a lot on this podcast is again, focusing on, on like, what is the, what do you want? And asking yourself a number of whys, because for me, I had to go from, you know, what did I want in a relationship that was not serving me and that was draining me? Um, why was, what, one, what need was it actually not serving, but kind of serving. For me, I realized I was like, the need was I'm okay. I'm loved relationship. And I started to realize I was like, well, what's deeper. And it was like, what is the need that is underlying that experience where it's not being met? Because I really believe perfectionism. If we feel like we have to work outside of ourselves for validation or for fulfillment, there is a need that is desperately trying to be met there. And unfortunately, the way that you're trying to meet it is never going to work. It's only going to be more hoops. And for me, I realized I'm like, okay, it's relationship or okay, it's validation or okay, it's whatever. And I got down to the core, which is I need connection. Basic human need. We all need connection. We are all connected. If I was not, if other people did not exist, I would not be here. Um, I need connection with other people. 
but this was not giving me the connection that I wanted. And so I realized I was trying to square peg round hole a circumstance that actually was not even filling that need. And I was making it so hard for myself to achieve because I was at war with what I really wanted and with that need. And so it wasn't until in that circumstance that I recognized that my validation or my connection was not worth that approach, that it, it was taken away from me. I mean, really, it, it was. I mean, I prayed one day. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to let this go. And I said, um, if this is not for me, take it away. And it was like immediate. And I mean, even the idea that I had to pray to something else to get that, if I have to ask myself that, long ago, that was just showcasing that that was not working. And it doesn't always mean, I don't want you to think that, oh my goodness, my perfectionism means that I don't actually, you know, should not be in a relationship. Like, no, I am not. It's not that easy. Unfortunately, it's far more complex, but I realize where perfectionism is not serving me in my friendships, in my job, in the way that I approach my physical body, in the way that I show up as a coach or as a podcast leader or anything. And in fact, how beautiful imperfection is because imperfection and really authenticity, right? Because that is just accepting what is and appreciating it and in a way transforming and allowing yourself to, to evolve. Perfectionism doesn't allow you to rewrite the script of what you actually want. It just rewrites the script of what society thinks is perfect, right? Because there would never be, this idea of perfectionism would not exist if there wasn't something to compare it to. Because you wouldn't just be like, you know what, perfectionism, it's this for me. It's like, no, it's societally bound. It's, it's formatted, it's created, it's reframed. And because of that, the beautiful part of that is that you actually have power over rewriting that for yourself. You are the manifester and the author and the creator of what good and fulfilling and oh, this awesomeness is and what perfectionism can teach you. So again, it's not only, you know, going back to the steps, it's not only recognizing where perfectionism is, perfectionism is not serving you and recognizing what need is trying to be met and what you actually want. It's also recognizing who you are because once you take off that veil and that mask, the opportunities are endless. We are such kooky, crazy, amazing, complex, genius, brilliant, amazing people. That's just who you are. Like you are that. You don't even have to work for that. The radical choice of, of saying goodbye to perfectionism means that you're saying hello to who you are and the opportunities are endless. And it's not until you can navigate through and, and shift that lens and remove that perfectionism and decouple yourself from that, that you can actually thrive because perfectionism will always have a box attached to it. It will always have circumstances. There will always be the perceived peanut gallery that's telling you that you're not quite there, right? And so I had, I've again had to face this in many instances in my life 
whether it be a carrot that I was dangling towards or a stick that I was hitting myself against because shame can take a lot of different scenarios. But being able to vulnerably share that with other people, being aware of it, how it doesn't serve me, what need I might be trying to have and what I want allows me to flourish. And the most beautiful part of living this life, y'all, is really getting to know yourself and falling in love. And I listen, I used to hear that stuff before and be like, y'all, this is whack. Like it's not, it doesn't actually, I can't even imagine that because I was so stuck in the lie of who I thought I should be because it wasn't even a realization of who I was that it was hard for me to recognize that I can really, that there was beauty in the breakdown and that there was such a beauty to how odd I am. I mean, I'm such an odd and interesting person and we all are. We all have so much dynamism to us and so much range and you can't explore any of that if you're keeping yourself in a mold or a box or underneath your thumb or circumstances or conditions. Some of the most amazing artists and theologists and thought leaders and game changers are radically different and radically show up as an authentic version of themselves. And they're not saying, you know, sure, we have goals. I can have a goal to be a millionaire one day. It's doesn't necessarily mean that I'm engaging in a perfectionism. Now it, it is if I'm just like, I will only be happy if I'm a millionaire, like that's a problem, right? But if I'm holding myself to no circumstances and no conditions, the opportunities are endless. I'm not limiting myself. And that's what perfectionism does. It limits us. It makes us a duller, more diluted, more desperate version of ourselves. And it doesn't allow us to understand the full range of possibilities that we have in our lives. And I want you to think about too, there is covert perfectionism. Uh, just like those, there's covert narcissism, <laughs> there's covert perfectionism. And we might have areas where we're like, you know what? Our job is perfect. You know, I work at a big company with a big name and that's true. And so much of my happiness and my perfectionism was tied to my success in that space. And the more that I decouple myself from that, the more that I realize that it's just a space and you just start to see things for what is. And I really think making the radical choice to confront your perfectionism and to really get to know your true self will allow you to truly make a difference in this world, to connect with people more authentically and more vulnerably. I heard one thing before, and I really have thought about this a lot, is that I think, you know, I'm able to spark so much joy in relationship and in learning from other people but we connect with people through our shadow. And what I mean by that is it's like those parts that we might hide from the world that we might even deem as negative, right? It's like we connect with people in our imperfections and in the areas that we need to heal. And sometimes this doesn't take the best form. I'll be honest with you, you know, as a codependent, I, I can see a codependent within a mile. Like it's like, the, I, you know, but there is such a beauty to that because I'm once I'm able to vulnerably share who I am and be understood, 
we grow together and relationships really are this mirror and there's such a duality to our shadows, right? Where they teach us where, you know, we might need some healing, but also what makes us human. I really believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And in order to do that, we really need to understand all of our parts. And sometimes perfectionism and bypassing those beautiful elements that make us quote unquote imperfect and make us authentic in ourselves means bypassing true joy. Because again, joy is a state of being. It is not something that we achieve by way of going to the right college or buying the right house or marrying the right person. You know, I've largely had to <laughs> decouple myself from the idea and story of perfectionism that I had when I came out of the closet. And I really had to rewrite that for myself. And in order to do that, I had to be really vulnerable and notice where I was repressed and where I was playing old stories that were not true for me anymore. So I want you to think about perfectionism in your life where it might be keeping you bound and being vulnerable with other people, noticing where it no longer serves you, really understanding what underlying need it's covering, and then thinking about what you want and what you want to create and who's going to help you get there and how you can use vulnerability in order to showcase your true and authentic self to reach endless opportunities. So I'll leave you with that. And if you're interested in learning more about me, you can check me out on my website at alisa-ramos.com. Again, that's alisa-ramos.com. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your stories about perfectionism or any other radical choices that you've made recently.